Johnny, moments ago we were just chatting and I brought up the uh, the punk rock song that's in the Game Boy commercial for Game Boy Pocket. It's a good song. I'm I can't you- remember it, but it, well, you singing it, I, I vaguely remember, but I did not realize it was a punk rock song. It was like, it's like named listed stuff. It was like... Okay, okay, put okay. it in your pocket. <laughs> it was like, fuck you. Put a fucking Game Boy in your pocket. It had a breakdown. <laughs> Some dudes were pissed. It's like, tell your mom to fuck off and buy you a Game Boy. <laughs> fuck off. And say, mom, dad, you can both fuck off. I don't want your life. I don't know you shit. And I hate your rules. Fuck off. <laughs> what episode is this? Oh, we know. It's 61. 61? And who is uh, 61? They, so it is a basketball player named uh, Dave Pontiac. He was just the best player who wore 61. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a guy. He wore other numbers, too. I don't really know anything else about him. I found out... I watched the uh, Jackie Robinson movie 42 recently. Oh, yeah. And I found out there is a day, Jackie Robinson Day, all the team players on what team all wear, the, uh, all wear 42? Yeah, it's uh, every team in the league. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yep. Wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. The movie left a little bit to be desired, but it was it was okay. Yeah, it's it's good for what it is, but there definitely could. I wanted more. Yeah. Oh, which speaking of, I mean, okay, we'll get to this in a second. But have you have you been watching a, a League of Their Own, this the TV show? We started it, but we haven't finished it. We got into some other show, and that oh, yeah. pretty much took up our show time. It's a pretty good baseball TV show. I enjoy yeah. a good baseball thing. After all that gab, we are going to have a very, we're trying to, our goals have a very short episode today because Johnny is going to Italia. Italia. (laughs) Why are you going to Italy? Uh, Going to Italy for our honeymoon. So we're going to fly into Rome, uh, head over to Venice, uh, spend some time in Florence, and then end our trip back in Rome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. When in Rome, you're going to... Rome! <laughs> Rome, Rome, <laughs> if you want to. Rome, around the world. Rome, if you want to. Out in a thing of the love we see. Go uh, look for pretty... so many records. Oh, I, oh, you're looking for so many records. Oh, fuck yeah. You're going to get so many Italio disco records, Yeah, baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back with presents for sure. <laughs> Dude, I have a thrift store record that I really want you to look for. I think it is Italian. Um, I'll say it on air because I have it downloaded. I can put a clip of it. There's a a record that I love that I should just buy because it's kind of expensive to ship. It's in Italian, I think, but it's Popeye Presents Disco. And it's Popeye on the cover holding, like, like, DJing. And it looks so awesome. And I had the cassette of it. Yeah, it's really good, honestly. It's just like, 
disco songs and like songs from the seventies with like a beat behind it. Yeah. But it's That's uh awesome. it's very cool. But to record a short episode, first we don't talk about Italian records for so long. Nope. <laughs> we brought up a seven inch. Yes. So each of us have a seven inch that we're gonna talk about. And we're gonna make Johnny John John. Oh wait, wait, were you ever a John John? Have you always been a Johnny or a John? I've always been a Johnny. I've had one friend call me Jonathan, but uh, my legal name is Johnny. John, well, that's your legal name is Johnny. Wow. Yeah. We were so, talking about the know. nickname John John that little kids get when they're named John. Oh yeah. Now my family just called me Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Oh, All yeah. right. What's this shit you've been listening to? <laughs> I don't know if you had as much trouble as I had uh, looking for a seven inch that I really wanted to talk about. I. I realized a lot of records I like are seven inches. Like one of my favorite at the drive-in records is a seven inch, but I decided to talk about uh, Dikembe's seven inch Chicago Bulls. I talk when I'm nervous. I talk all the time. I'm a walking second guess. With a mouth like a ball line. I'm a glutton for punishment. When I'm just Chicago Bulls, not Bulls. It is a dumb weed reference, uh, <laughs> admittedly by the band themselves. It's it's a goofy weed reference and uh, reference on the NBA team, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, well, and now, more specifically, the, that era, the '90s era. Now the uh, the name of the band is also a basketball player, right? Yep, Dikembe Mutombo. So yeah, it's weird. They were one of the first emo revival bands I found, and that's kind of what they're they've been classified as. It's like bands like them and uh, You Blew It that just sounded a lot like those uh, mid '90s emo bands. <laughs> Promise ring. Ring and braid. I discovered them. Gosh, I really wish I could remember where, but they were on Bandcamp. The majority of their records are uh, Pay What You Want. This record was just one of my favorites. I think the opening track, Scotty Spliffin, is a amazing <laughs> song. Yeah. And I can't write anything without autocorrection. I just can't keep up with this curriculum. It's hard to say these names and be like, this song's so good, and like, it really is kind of like a heartfelt song. It's it's an emo song. I'm not punctual. I get lost in context. In sentence construction. I've never said this to anyone before. There's a lot of heartfelt sentiments in the song lyrics, and it begins with a Freaks and Geeks audio rip. Look, these teachers, these teachers want us to work. You know? 
And I say, fine, I'll work. But you gotta let me do the kind of work that I want to do. And for me, Lindsay, it's, it's my drum kit, man. So uh, they actually had to re-release the record because they could not actually press that on the 7-inch. Oh, damn. They got snagged. Are they a bigger, like a better-known band? They're probably mid-tier, like maybe, uh, I guess they're they're probably higher on that list of like new emo bands, you know? Like I was saying, them and The World is a Beautiful Place. And you blew it. Those are probably all the big guys of emo these days. They help put on their own like emo fest in Florida. So okay, yeah, I, yeah. that that scares me. I mean, the band I'm in is so low tier that we have samples all over that yeah. recording we just did, right. including stuff from the new Kids in the Hall show, which kind of is like, uh oh. can't just put that in the garbage. That metal can is for the recycling. You got cans in your brain, stupid. Am I gonna get in trouble? <laughs> we'll be fine. I, I we'll think they fine. just, yeah, I think it was just when Tiny Engines, the label they signed to, wanted to press the record onto a seven inch. They didn't I want any trouble. When they, yeah, they didn't want any trouble, so they had them remaster it and take out the Freaks and Geeks samples. So. Ah, okay. Cool. Yeah, I think it like bookends. Like it begins with a freaks and geeks sample and ends with a freaks and geeks sample. That's uh, 14 mounted toms, eight floor toms, four splashes, two gongs, uh, 10 cowbells, four rides, five snares, man. A roto tom rack. And it's all mounted on my infamous quadruple kick drum system. Well, that are now missing from the remaster, but you still can get it for free um, with the samples intact on Bandcamp. How nice. What are the yeah. rest of these uh, song titles that are drug reference or that are weed references? So you got the second track, which is Luke Bongley. Jesus. That was the center for the Chicago Bulls at the time. Uh, Michael Jordank. Oh, no. And my personal favorite player, not my personal favorite song on the record. It's a, it's a good song, but it's uh, Tony Kukush. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Goofy track names, but honestly, all the songs are great. Everyone is so goddamn concerned with addiction. I'm a dictionary. They're very much that uh, mid '90s emo. They're not like too soft or too hard. They're they're right in the middle. It's it's real nice. Mm. Man, did you happen to check it out? For like uh, really honestly, a minute. 
Yeah. Uh, I wasn't feeling it too much because I, I realized I didn't even read the fucking song titles. So that's how <laughs> that's how little involved I was with it. But I'm sure I'll hear it later, which is which yeah. is fine. Now, the one you showed me was a one-sided 12-inch. Right. So yeah, that's the so. that repressing. So the repressing was to press another EP on one record. Ah. So you have Chicago Bulls on one side and Ledge on the other side, which is a, a later record they did. Um, mm. I think that was for their like fifth or tenth year anniversary. No, not tenth year. I think it came out in 2013. So like fifth year anniversary or something like that. I don't know if this is still true, but I think now, or at least for a while, a one-sided 12-inch was cheaper to make than a 7-inch. So that probably why. still is the case because a name I will, or a band I will not name here because they just not a good band anymore she moves i got a 12 inch from them and it's a it's it's an ep and it's a one-sider it's a one-sider i i i i my friend al was talking about listening to orchid recently and he's like man i cannot stand behind these lyrics anymore (laughs) too sassy i actually had a conversation the other night with the vocalist of you blew it regarding the blood brothers she moves we were talking about the blood brothers not that long ago and i thought about it and i saw derek stop skeletons from fighting derek posted something about the blood brothers as well and he was listening to their like last record I never listened to that record, so I checked it out, and then I started going back through the Blood Brothers, and I was like, you know what? I don't think this is as good as I did when I was younger. Oh, yeah. that I, like, As I've mentioned before, that the Blood Brothers were the band that one of the two bands that I pretended to like. Yeah. So I just never liked the Blood Brothers. I was just like, yeah, this is not doing it for me. Yeah, I don't know. Now Yeah, now that I, when I've checked it out, like a few weeks ago I was like yeah I don't I don't know how I feel about this now like I don't I don't think I'd ever just put this on so that's pretty much all I have to say about this record I mean it's something you just gotta listen to because it is that kind of midwestern style emo but from an emo band from Gainesville, Florida. I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it, Johnny. You will just wait. I've been watching way too many Looney Tunes cartoons. (laughs) You got to play that multiverses. (laughs) What? Have you not seen that game? No. Oh, that DC. Yeah, the multiverse. It's like Smash Brothers. It's Warner Brothers. But it's like Warner Brothers stuff. And you can be Shaggy. You could be Shaggy. Yeah, they have Shaggy. Shaggy just kicking ass. (laughs) Yeah. Take this. I've played a little bit of it. It's kind of silly. Anyway, what have you been listening to, Rick? Well, I've been listening to... This is funny. This is actually... You said it it was kind of hard for you to pick out a 7-inch mine because if we were going to record, I wanted to talk about the punk rock band Bread and Water. And 
because I, I put them on a CD for uh, uh, Evie on her birthday and they were just reminding me of how good that band is. And I put the CD in the car and I was like, oh, CD is so good. And then I I remembered one section of that CD is especially good, and that is for the, it's their discography CD, is the 7-inch Future Memories that came out in 2000. got these uh, sad kids dancing around a maypole while there's some shit on fire in the background. It's a very bummery cover. I think it has all my favorite songs on it. And even though I just found out by opening the 7-inch, I thought this was the era. So later, two dudes in this band, Garuda. Two very tall men and another band from Fort Worth. Oh, they're from Fort Worth and Dallas, by the way. So they were a local band that I saw all the time. And I remember the first time I went to one of their shows, I'm backing up too hard, as I saw, it was Garuda's first show, I think. In Bread and Water. In a band called Acolyte. And it was like the first like hardcore show I went to like that. And it's just funny because I was the only person there not wearing black. It was just like <laughs> probably wearing like a bright yellow, like, I don't know, just their store shirt or something. Yeah. But it was just like a whole different scene that I had not like stepped into. Pretty but, sure. And the whole place smelled like patchouli. But Uh-oh. this is when uh, I saw them when David and Brian from Gruda joined the band. And they're two very, very tall men <laughs> that joined this band featuring a wild tiny drummer named chris and a vocalist named amy who's also kind of wild and these two giant men nice but uh this record came out before they joined the band which is i was i could i thought because the riffs in it were very like more metally because of garuda but yeah seven inch is just political hardcore lady vocalist who would just like prance around on stage on her like two feet like she just kind of do this like weird like running in place thing and hold her mic really weird and just like awesome political songs i love cash for houses because that's something we've all i'm sure you lived in as a young lad in san diego is uh, mm-hmm. Cash for Cash for Houses is about though you know that basically that billboard Cash for Houses like yeah. fucking these companies will buy your house and kick you out of your neighborhood and gentrify the shit out of your town. Apparently, what's happening mm-hmm. in Tijuana right now? Oh yeah, um, it's terrible. Yeah, one of the lines is, "My neighbor sold his home from two months ago. Now it's a twenty uh, two hundred thousand dollar condo." Hey, 
And I love the the last line. This like, we don't need your shopping malls. We don't need your fucking bars. We don't want your fancy lofts. This neighborhood is fucking ours. And it's like, yeah. We don't want your shopping malls. We don't want your fucking bars. We don't want your fancy lofts. Neighborhood is fucking ours. Yeah. Fuck yeah, bread and water. But it, like, it's just a, it's just a fucking good. It's every song is great on it. <laughs> There's not one song that's a stinker. I mean, it's a seven inch, so, you know, every yeah. song is good. And you can get it for $1.50 on Discogs. So get your little butts out there and buy this dang seven inch mm, and hang it on your wall. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like a well-known 7-inch, too. Like, Burrito Records is a smaller punk label that put it out. Like, when I moved here, I uh, my friend Prather has a 7-inch, so I thought that was really funny. That's like, cool. Oh, yeah, so it's it, it made its rounds, this yeah. bread and water 7-inch from 22 years ago. Rock and roll. Yeah, I checked it out a little bit. It definitely got that metal feel too, but yeah, yeah, it it was nice. I, I it's definitely like you said, not not something I would normally go to, but it reminded me of stuff that I listened to in high school, like yeah. before I really started getting into more like bigger bands and was just like really focused on the local scene. Oh yeah, this band was, mm-hmm. this, this band did its rounds a lot, and my friend. Angel ended up being in the band for a while, and then when they toured Mexico, and I helped them make a uh, bread and water in Mexico zine. Nice. It's very cute. There's a weird okay. note in it that I just wanted to read because I don't get it. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it's a big inside joke. It says, thanks to all of our friends and anyone who had helped us in any way. If you find this vague and annoying, and your name is not Bob Surin, then Mark would like you to fuck off. If it is Bob <laughs> Surin, then extra special thanks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, like the vibe of it kind of reminds me of Dialer. <laughs> I I would see a dialer uh, bread and water split if bread and water is still a band. And there's a documentary called DFW. I think it's called DFW Punk or Hardcore. It documents the DFW punk scene, Dallas-Fort Worth punk scene. Yeah. And bread and water gets snubbed in this. They even interview members of the band. Damn. Yeah. And Chris Bland, if you're out there on the drummer, of, uh, he was a solid dude. He's out out there somewhere being weird and (laughs) possibly living in Las Vegas, running a record store. Very nice. wild, very wild man. And baby, that's, cool. that's all I got to say about bread and water. Man, that's all I got to say about seven inches. Yeah, we did it. We made a short episode. Wow, that's <laughs> insane. We done I'm did it. Do this every time. But <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Tight. Keep it tight. Thank you, the listener, for continuing your listening. And to all, we say good nineties. Good, good nineties. Oh yeah. By the way, when we say good nineties, we're not saying like. Hey, good nighties, but we're saying good night really cute. We're saying all you guys look really good in your nighties. Yeah. Exactly. When you guys go to bed, whatever you're wearing, your nighties, they're really good. Yeah. So, I didn't think that had to be explained. Yeah. <laughs> but keep it was a, pretty clear. Yeah, keep up those nighties. Yeah. <laughs> good nighties to all. Good night. And good night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good night. <laughs>